0: 8, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
1: back to the OpVacCast. This is episode 33 of the most popular podcast on all of iTunes, according to OptimismVaccine.com. I'm Steve Cuffin. Joining me today, I've got Jake Trapila.
2: Hey,
3: how you doing, everyone? I've got Adam Myros. Where the hell's that
1: bubbly energy coming from? I, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm a fucking bundle of energy and fun right now. <laughs> I drank a lot of iced coffee. It's good shit. That cold brew stuff, man. You know, you uh, know you're, supposed yeah. to, you're supposed to dilute it with water. Nobody told me. Anyways, Sean Glittis is here Hi You don't sound so good, Sean You look like a fucking grump, just like your avatar on Skype
4: (laughs) You know what? I'm having a great day
1: That's good, that's good
4: (laughs) And we got Jack Eason Hey everybody
1: Oh my god, at least Jack's in a good mood Jesus Bunch of curmudgeons
4: I was in a good mood it's all for the microphone this, this this will by far i i imagine i anticipate this being the most curmudgeonly of all of our podcasts ever yeah well like we, you know we literally I have uh, nothing positive to say
2: I, I hope so if i see something that makes me more angry than this uh it'll be a bad day indeed <laughs> i don't even know what you guys are talking about come on
1: well, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking, we're, we're going to do like a little superhero thing, uh, maybe a week or two of superhero content on OptimismVaccine.com. And, and so, one by one, we all went and saw Suicide Squad, which, you know, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But hey, speaking of superhero movies, I'm glad, you know, Chris Nolan's getting back into things. Did you see the uh, the Doctor Strange trailer?
2: <laughs> what the hell oh is that have to do with that?
1: Wait, it's, it's, it's isn't that isn't that just uh, it's it's just Inception, right? That's all it is. It's superhero Inception. That's the new Chris Nolan movie, right?
2: It's it's Dark City too. Don't forget oh, Dark City.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. It's Dark City. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> just to give our listeners a peek behind the curtain, uh, you know, we were going to talk some trailers. <laughs> firmly, f- firmly eliminated from the list. Uh, was Doctor Strange? Doctor so Strange? No, I, I didn't. I didn't read the, the, the very... back
1: and forth. I didn't read any of that. I'm just. I'm just shooting from the hip right now.
2: Oh, that is the very first <laughs> thing we eliminated, and, uh, and the so first thing just, you mentioned. You know, just, to uh, clarify,
1: <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify, Doctor Strange isn't a Christopher Nolan movie, but there is a Christopher Nolan movie, right?
2: Which we which we were set to discuss. Making okay. Me, uh, quite quite <laughs> in the test. I mean, and, it's and basically it's series. basically the same
1: thing. I mean, it's it's. Except, wait, it's, it's the war movie, right? With no women, so that's probably good for him.
4: So, I mean, a nice sexless war movie, it'll probably be great, right? I wonder how many wives uh, died um, in the making of that movie.
1: Probably dozens. <laughs> dozens of wives.
4: Every character's like, well, my beach. wife died, so I joined the army. <laughs> Those bodies you see buried in the beach, that's the crew. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's every shot. single one of them. Okay,
4: so, wait, are we talking Dunkirk or are we talking Doctor Strange?
2: <laughs> it's just, just, it's gonna, the same thing. It's just, <laughs> to the planet. Talk
4: about Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about I, I Dunkirk.
2: Think, uh, Cumberbatch looks pretty great in uh, in the role of Dunkirk. He's <laughs> looking pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't really give a flying fuck about what
1: Christopher Nolan's doing at this point, which is kind of sad because I I like some of his stuff just fine. It's just I I can't get excited about a Christopher Nolan war movie.
5: Yeah, I got to no. admit this this it looks big and you know as trailers go I mean it's kind of it's kind of good it's kind of a good trailer like if it's a teaser trailer but I mean it's Christopher Nolan war movie it's just going to be uh, like how long is it's going to be do we want to do bets course. on how long it's going to be like oh
4: god yeah. Know we
3: know, 40, yeah like okay, so
5: sixty yeah,
4: like hours long
5: I'm thinking <laughs> three hours minimum Where like
4: um yeah of right. course it looks good Jack because he stole a shot like right from like thin red line I think it is like that's yeah. the majority of the trailer is that shot from Terrence Malick.
5: <laughs> yeah, oh, but Terrence Malick forgot to put all the war in that movie.
4: Oh yeah, you know, yeah.
5: mostly you just know, most w- a dude walking around with butterflies.
1: You know, I was hoping when they when they did the Criterion of the Thin Red Line, they were gonna add in all the deleted war, but apparently not.
2: I feel Same. like I'm kind of torn on this Dunkirk because I think like the war movie could be a good direction for chris nolan because you don't have to deal with uh, his stilted dialogue but uh, conversely he's he's not exactly great at like big set piece stuff i, I don't know i yeah, i'm not he's interested
5: not, really. he's not a good action director and i mean the problem he still has to do pg-13 everything to get his budget in so it's going to be a pg-13 war movie so it's going to be a war movie that can't kind of go where war movies probably need to go to tell you anything
0: so it's going to be a
5: bunch point. of sad things. It'll just be, oh, isn't it sad? And it's very sad, but we're all heroes. And just, they may as well just play the national anthems for all of the countries involved on the good side. Mm. And then just roll the end credits and we'd be done.
2: That's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe they'll, like, they'll pull like a particularly profound line from the thin red line and just repeat it ad nauseum 1,000 times over the course <laughs> of the film.
4: Uh, Steve, you mentioned earlier you were shooting from the hip. Yeah. Uh, do, you know who, do you know who else uh, shoots from the hip? Who shoots from the hip, Sean? Uh, the Magnificent Seven squad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was that was
1: really good. I actually I don't even I don't remember much about this trailer. Like I was thinking about it, and then I realized the more I thought about it, I was just thinking about the King Kong movie with John Goodman. But Magnificent Seven's got uh, Law and Order in it, right? It's got Law and Order He's man. Somebody confirms
4: and blow up who, stuff who the hell's Law and... and Order man
1: uh, <laughs> slash Kingpin? Denzel.
4: Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. It's got
1: D'Onofrio. Yeah.
4: Ah, yeah, it does. Well, I, you, I, I I just call him Citizen Kane. Ah, Vinny Dinoff. Well, it's or, obviously Citizen or if... Kane. Or- Orson Welles. <laughs> <sorry>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Law and Order, man. He's not in Law and Order. I mean, he's in like the spin-off of the spin-off <laughs> of the first one in front of that series. <laughs> well, D'Onofrio
1: is looking plumper and more grizzled than ever, so that's a that's a good sign, right?
2: I'm
5: just I'm impressed by, by the whole Magnificent Seven thing because it's like they've they've taken the Western and they've turned it into like it's practically United Colors of Benetton. It's like every culture and ethnicity is represented, but there's still no women. They this no. Magnificent Seven still just a bunch of guys.
1: That's no, right.
5: Like they should have put one in a wheelchair just to check all the boxes.
1: So <laughs> United Nations are cowboy dudes. No girls allowed.
2: <laughs> so they, were like, <laughs> they were like hired by a woman or something. Right. Oh, that counts. Yeah, that's she gets she gun gone and mm-hmm.
5: look angry. She lost her husband, no doubt, so now she's angry. You know.
3: Yeah, so she needs a man to help help solve her problems.
5: That's it. They killed her husband, so what's she gonna do? She's gonna hire
2: some other dude.
3: That's right. Yep. While she wears her big skirt and fans herself.
2: You declare. <laughs> <beauty player>. mm-hmm. <laughs> what I gathered was Antoine Fuqua, uh, which immediately uh, torpedoed all my interest, and uh, then yeah. You saw Chris Pratt really stretching his legs
4: taking on a new yeah. type.
0: Yeah.
4: Has Antoine Maverick. What, what was the movie that he made after training like I I can't remember.
5: Tears of the Did he Tears of the Sun? Yeah,
4: he did that. What did he do after that? Oh, that's that's Die Hard Soldier in the Jungle, right? Tears yeah. of the Sun? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Justin he did the, Long is there he did just the like Long
5: That was later though. The Equalizer was his other Denzel Washington spin-over thing which yeah. actually honestly wasn't a terrible movie for what it was it was dumb as shit yeah. but
1: well i don't know i think what? i think the general theme sure. that we should run with here is anyone who was involved in training day is a pile of shit
2: yeah that's gonna <laughs> transition <Training Day. laughs> man maybe we shouldn't have mentioned the magnificent seven just yet because that would transition nicely into the main topic but what we have yeah. now is uh, is a transition because one of the films that antoine Fuqua directed oh, shortly after training day was king arthur uh i've never seen it i don't know anything about it but they're doing something else with that property right now yeah yeah is, is that oh, the guy, guy ritchie one taking it. The... Okay. okay yeah, guy, yeah. Guy I,
5: I gotta admit i i didn't actually know anything i didn't know, even know this movie was coming until adam mentioned it and i watched the trailer and while the trailer was started up i was they have this interrogation scene i'm watching it going oh wow it's it's like king arthur inexplicably mixed with snatch and i didn't realize until the end of the trailer that guy Ritchie's actually writing and directing it so it actually <laughs> is king arthur and snatch
1: that makes sense well and i gotta be honest with you i'm gonna lay my, my, my cards on the table here um all of these sh- like movie trailers for movies that i probably don't give a shit about are sort of blurring together and if i'm gonna be completely honest i didn't rewatch many of them so is this the one with a horribly miscast morgan freeman
3: or is that a different movie no, that's the Ben Hur remake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, mistake. I forgot about that trailer. God, I was yeah, yeah. laughing hysterically
3: when I saw that. He's got he's back. got those uh, Battlefield Earth dreadlocks.
2: That's what he looks like. It looks like Battlefield
1: <laughs> Earth.
5: Oh <laughs> um, but there's a contest there, which is gonna be longer, Ben Hur remake or Dunkirk. Ooh. Uh. They should have a face-off and see who can just keep people in the cinema for longer for no fucking reason. I don't know.
1: I have a feeling that the Ben-Hur remake is going to be like a short like summer action flick. Like they're going to play that song, yeah. uh, that click-click-boom song, and then like a
2: chariot's going to flip over. I'm with you. I feel like uh, Nolan is like past the point of studio interference, and this Ben Hur movie is like the oh, yeah. definition of studio interference. It's gonna, so it's gonna be, be awesome. like eighty-five minutes. Ben Hur. <laughs> oh man! And then they'll they'll, release, yeah. they'll They're gonna release another trailer, and
1: it's gonna it's gonna have click click boom. So it'll be like click click boom, and then and then the chariot will, will like kind of do that dubstep slow motion flip, and it just flips over. That's what's gonna happen.
5: See, Steve, this is why you're in charge. Because if it was me, I put the chariot's fire theme off Just play the whole theme to that's... just slow motion chariots. Dude, and... it's
1: it's all about shitty radio metal from 2003. Like that's where it's at. <laughs> just fat guys with beards playing guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's pretty gnarly. So can we can we trust Guy Ritchie to make this movie? Is this gonna be okay? It seems kinda weird for him to be dipping no. his toes into this territory. I, I, I mean the funny. trailer looks like funny. diarrhea, but I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. I don't
5: know if I'd trust Guy Ritchie to watch my cat. I'm no, not gonna right. trust him to make a movie.
2: I'll let him make like a BMW commercial or something. That's about it. I I don't know. I feel like again, when we get into the main topic, I, I suddenly am much more appreciative of what the work that Guy Ritchie's done in his career. But no. uh I don't know. I, I I'm mildly entertained by the Sherlock Holmes movies. I, I'm willing to follow Guy Ritchie down his path through history, uh, <laughs>
4: even if it makes no sense. <laughs> like, why, why? Why do we need like another movie about King Arthur? Like there are plenty of people in history that we don't know as much about, or we don't have eight movies about. So uh, I, think you, I think you
5: hit on the the Hollywood <laughs> yeah. movie machine. There, they don't want anyone we don't know about. That will you want the marketing to be half done because it's expensive. So. <laughs> King Arthur, it is again.
1: Whatever works. Okay, <laughs> I I all... I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna need you guys to clear something else up for me. Yeah, I've been trying to figure this out. So, fuck guy Richie. Uh what what is this? Okay, so this Tom Hanks movie where he's he's an airplane pilot who flies to Saudi Arabia, and then he has to like find Dante's Inferno. What what is this? <laughs>
2: Ah, one more movie we cut from our <laughs> list. Wait, these, there's, there's like, but
1: which, but, why are there three well, Tom Hanks movies? Tom Hanks, Hanks in a plane? Well,
5: yeah, yeah I'll, because I'll, like, I, I went to see Ghostbusters a little while back and the, they, they ran these two trailers back to back and it confused the hell out of me because there are two Tom Hanks movies. I think it's Inferno, which is the next Dan Brown one, and then there's Sully, which is the true life there's story. There's a third
1: one. Because I, I wanna, when I, one? yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay, so when I wasn't, paying attention to our chat and instead just watching a couple trailers and hoping that I got it right
3: uh, there, there's a well, movie wait a minute wait a minute are you talking about the hologram for the king yeah that's yeah. the one Oh, that came out months ago oh fuck yeah. well shit
1: <laughs> I just all I did was I searched Tom Hanks trailer 2016 and then all three of those came up in a row I was like fuck this guy's working <laughs>
5: he's he's been busy that tom hanks but yeah he's got these two two trailers around back to back and it's like one of them is him running around with a bunch of holy land bullshit and then
3: the other one's like some somber clint eastwood film yeah steve you're talking about the one where he's walking around and he's singing the talking heads for some reason yeah 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 he starts off by singing the talking heads that's the one yeah that's yeah that already came out
4: what i really like so solely is the one um clint eastwood movie based on true story about um the plane that that was saved in the Hudson or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, what I really like about it, and what I like about Clint Eastwood's movies is that um, he always has, like, this guy at the helm of the movie who's, like, sort of, like, this, like, paragon of, like, American uh, wholesomeness, and it's just sort of, like, we need to see, like, more people that aren't part of this pussy generation uh, <laughs> that are...
5: Yeah, no, that, I totally agree, because this trailer just reminds me, it's like a condensing of Rambo 2, and that it's like one <laughs> guy who's like clearly in charge and knows what he's doing and has his shit together, and yeah. then the rest of the movie is basically alluding to the fact that all these pencil pushers slow him down and get in his way. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the whole movie, as far as I can tell, because I, I don't remember, I didn't really pay much attention, obviously the guy, he landed the plane in the Hudson River and saved a bunch of lives when the engines failed, and then the movie is apparently about a bunch of people accusing him of screwing up and doing it wrong. I don't remember anyone talking about that, so maybe maybe the movie's got some really interesting subject matter, but I reckon it's probably just going to be trying to like make a mountain out of a molehill to suggest that bureaucracies suck and we need more true-blooded <laughs> American heroes sitting on their lawns with shotguns.
1: Yeah, I don't remember anybody being pissed off at the Sully guy. I just remember a plane landed in the river and then everybody was fine and everybody was happy and he got to like meet the president and well, just have a mustache and live his
4: life. Like, that's you, it. Like, all this- you see... A- if you if you read that that recent um, interview with uh, Clinton Scott Eastwood, like he clearly like um, miscalculates like reactions for like the public like when he says stuff like everybody is walking on eggshells because of political correctness like no, okay, that's a very small segment that includes you and other grumpy old white men. Like there was probably like a small faction of people that were like, you know, what is this were you drunk when you're doing that, like you know pencil pushes and stuff like that asking questions and he was like oh god all these pussies that can't just like, like follow the rules yeah. and just like yeah listen it, to the people that are saving thing. us i don't know was he we, drunk when there was <laughs> if he was drunk a plane they, crash, they, an have an,
5: they have an investigation after those and they ask people questions that sounds like nonsense to me
2: that's wild yeah. Can we talk I mean, about If it turns out he was drunk, then, God, well, he's <laughs> probably not the hero we've painted him as. Uh-huh. Throw the book at him. <laughs> I'm about to is... see this movie to, to uh, tell me if Sully was actually drunk at the time. Yeah,
3: is this a, a little bit. dangerously close to the flight movie that came out a few years ago. <laughs> it's
4: it's uh, yeah. It, it yeah. Seems a little bit. Yes, it it's the exact same thing. Yeah, this, this Wait, we won't get trailer. Ju- we won't get Except John Goodman doing coke. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie trailer basically
5: fiction. just. Yeah, this, this movie trailer just basically tells me to go read Wikipedia and then leave it alone.
1: Yeah, that seems like, like a better better idea. But you know, you know, fucking Julian Assange could be behind that. He could just be editing it and just you know, you can't yeah, trust that yeah. guy.
4: It's a uh, fucking you know, it's part of that generation. Yeah, it's, it's part, part of that. Of that gen- people from that greatest
2: generation would not use Wikipedia. They would just go see the goddamn movie and pay their money like <laughs> they dust off their
4: Encyclopedia Britannica. It's part of Gen P,
5: <laughs> <laughs> they'd know the truth because they know it in their gut already.
4: <laughs> can we can
1: we talk about how awesome it is that Clint Eastwood is doing interviews where he's talking about how like political correctness is you know destroying America and artistry and how you know he can't make the movies that he wants to make when he makes like the most white bread boring ass fucking movies in the entire and, world and, and
4: like his point his like argument for not voting for Hillary uh, is um, you know that's a tough voice to listen to <laughs>
5: it's, you know I hear she wears a skirt. <laughs>
4: Jesus yeah, Christ. I
5: don't know if Trump...
2: I could look at those cankles all day. Trump's voice is a real soothing lullaby for me. <laughs> it's pretty great. Every time he talks about that wall, I just get
1: an erection. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of walls. <laughs> speaking of oh, walls, transition. Hey, look at that. What's up with that Mad Dame in his Chinese movie?
4: <laughs> what is that? It's sad that, it's, not, it's sad that we're not just calling it the Zhang Yimou movie.
5: Yeah, no, that's what it kind of reminds me of, is the fact that, I mean, this is Jim Mao Yang's film, and, like, he used to be the shining light of Chinese cinema, and now he's just directing what looks to be Pacific Rim behind a wall.
1: I, oh, and like, I, I love the, like, the entire conceit of the, the trailer, like, the story that they kind of fucking put together for us, which is, Thousands of years ago, they built a wall. What were they trying to keep out? Like, I think that's. I mean, like historically, we kind of understand that pretty well. I don't think. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, dragons! Yeah. You didn't know that, you fucking idiot!" Yeah,
5: I could have sworn it was the
2: Mongols, but yeah. apparently it was oh. a bunch of dragons.
1: Just
3: the dragons. Uh-huh, that's Maybe the Mongols is- are the dragons, mm. and that's
5: plot twist. Yeah, exactly. That found the-
2: like a problematic uh,
4: allegory for it. it's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What I found distinctly weird about this was one that uh Yimou was okay with with this casting um and two that it looks distinctly like a western film like the film like the cinematic language behind it
1: yeah this is it,
4: yeah. It,
3: yeah. It does not
1: it look it good at all. It Looks
3: like the last samurai with Tom yeah. Cruise. I was
1: just going to say, is this, this the spiritual successor? Cruise,
3: Jack Reacher? T- no, I'm kidding. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no. no, and funny you mentioned the last samurai because Edwards Wick, who directed that, I believe, has a story credit on this movie too. He's like the whitewash man. He's he's oh, coming
3: right. in. That's and what awesome. did you write? State of Jones
4: with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, thought of I thought of Last Samurai too, just because of that whole and one
5: of the weird yeah. things on that trailer i don't is it just me you're like the first couple of shots of the great wall it's like matt damon and there's um the next guy credit is like pedro pascal who's like south american and i think he shows up in the trailer <laughs> too they're kind of and it's kind of like this washed out bluish kind of like the generic action template and then it cuts to tian jing who's like the first asian person who appears in the trailer and i swear it's like this yellow filter on the first asian person it's like <laughs> this really horrible <laughs> effect.
2: Oh, thank jesus You guys sound like members of the pussy generation. (laughs) (laughs) The real question is... I am a
4: member of the Pepsi generation.
2: When are we going to get a remake of A
1: Touch of Zen, but with Lindsay Lohan? That's what I want to know. When's that going to happen? I need it. (laughs) Or with Emma Stone. Ah, there you go. She's already played a a different ethnicity before in a Cameron Crowe movie. Why not do it again? She's got the the resume. Mm. Did you know that Aloha means goodbye and hello in her native language?
4: Wait. So uh, wait. 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 So the Beatles cover, or the the Asian, the um, God, Hawaiian, <laughs> Hawaiian cover of the Beatles uh-huh. songs. You, uh, you I say aloha. You say aloha. Uh huh. That's it. You got it. Well done. That was, that well, that was
2: thanks
4: a for that. that was a laborious effort at constructing a, a joke. A long but. setup
2: for zero <laughs> payoff.
4: <laughs> I was just talking it through. I just thought that was uh, <laughs> wild and yeah. must be yeah. confusing. Do you know my favorite
3: Altman film is, Sean? The Long Aloha. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> That's a good
1: one.
3: Uh, I'm just thinking, is this movie, because Sean, you
5: were asking, but, like, why would someone like Zhang Yimou make this kind of a film? And I am just, well, I know he got hit by a fine from the Chinese government because he had more than one kid recently, like, in the <laughs> last couple of years. So I'm thinking maybe he's just he's paying paying his dues. He's
1: mm-hmm. getting it done. <laughs> Sometimes so, you just got to hustle. Yeah, I mean, it,
5: it is terrifying to me because I know Zhang Yimou has gone from, like, Hero and House Flying Daggers, which are okay movies, kind of. Pretty kind of they're touristy kind of movies. They're a little bit, right. you know, kind of like for foreign export. But they're still they still have their their points of interest. But I mean this guy directed Raise the Red Lantern and right. films, which are just absolutely spectacularly beautiful films. And he's probably the most famous of the fifth generation of Chinese filmmakers like him and um oh I, the other guy's name is, escapes me immediately. But um he's uh you know Chen like, cage Chen Cage, that's exactly it, thank you. So it's it's like yeah, he's gone on to just—he's making basically, like I say, a Pacific Rim knockoff,
4: and and remaking Blood Simple.
5: Oh, that's right. He did. I forgot about that. I didn't watch that with a bowl of noodles and whatever.
4: Oh, it's like the cook, the cook,
3: the thief in the noodle shop, or yeah, something, something like that.
1: It's yeah. the
4: cook, the thief, the wife, and her lover's shop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag <Nice>. noodles. <laughs> that's it. So okay, so for people who don't know who this director is, what would be. Like, if if you were to say it'd be like if this well-known American director just put out, oh, like, God. you know, a, a fucking Michael Bay movie, what what would be the equivalent? It would,
5: it would be like if Paul Schrader, the famous writer of Taxi Driver, made a movie called The Hill, starring Lindsay Lohan and James <laughs> Dean <Deep from laughs> <Porno. laughs>
1: Perfect. Um,
4: that's tough. I mean, Razor Red Lantern is like a very happens. deliberate film. Yeah, like so is this like Transformers directed by Terrence
1: Malick?
5: It, it would be, it, yeah, it would be a little bit like if Merchant Ivory made Transformers 4. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. basically where we're at.
1: Jesus. I, uh, yeah, I like that one. Man.
2: So what else we got on the list that I didn't read? Uh, we're well, down to the cream of the crop. Ah, yeah. the creme de la creme. Triple X. Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. Wait, wait. Why isn't it like, wait, because I thought, I knew his name was
1: Xander, and that starts with an X. But I assumed yeah, yeah. that, like, his middle name and his last name... Xander Zage? Yeah, Xander Zage, and then, like, his middle name is, like, Xylophone or something. Like, how, how is he triple X? He's, he's X, who knows, C. Uh, do you ever see his tattoo, bro? Well, I know he got the he's, tattoo, but I thought the tattoo were, like, uh, that was like his initials or something.
5: He's extremely that, extreme Xander.
2: Oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. It turns out he just watches a lot of pornography. Okay, well, that's, that's also all right. Can we just talk about how
1: this is the best movie ever? It has to it, be. How can it not it be? Not, uh, yeah. uh, this trailer
5: is like being broke by a fourteen year old. It's just it's awkward.
1: Let's let's talk about how it has all the best things. Basically it takes everything <laughs> cool and it makes you it makes him do the cool stuff in a place where you're not supposed to do it. So it's like, you know what's cool? Riding a motorcycle. You know what's cooler when you're surfing. He, by riding a motorcycle. You know what's cool? It is. He's, he's,
5: he's like the action hero version of Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't know how to do housework. He gets everything wrong. He's like, he takes his motorbike out in the lake. He takes his skis down a forest.
1: That's the best. He's <laughs> Yeah, he's at like Machu Picchu yeah. and he's like, I think I'm going to ski down this bitch.
4: The only thing this trailer doesn't have is somebody going his test scores are off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> it it opens
5: with like it opens with like the shitty just like you're saying like an 03 new metal version of purple haze or whatever and then it has Samuel L Jackson talking about uh like how the world is getting more dangerous just kind of this generic setup and how we need and then I love it cuz he says that we need like we need action people who have not just skills but attitude. That's like a quantifiable thing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah we need that. and he mentions he later he's teens. just like he's just like yes, yeah, so you got to kick some ass, and, and you, you got to it while you're doing it. Yeah, it exactly.
2: kind of reminds me of like the original Power Rangers intro when Zordon is like, "We need teens with attitude." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the truth. But hey, what what
1: teen doesn't have an attitude, Myros? Come
2: on, that's they're true. angsty. Uh, what's special about Xander Cage? He never grew out of that rockin' toed no <laughs> he's just he's just living his truth man every single day he's a yeah, it's like,
5: and the, and the whole thing like at the end of it i was like they've got super dude and it's basically do the exact same stuff i mean he's just a guy like, doing martial arts in a in a room and beating up a bunch of people but he like i guess he's wearing more fashionable clothes while he's doing it like everything mm-hmm. else is almost the same
1: yeah well i mean when it, when it comes down to it this is this is going to be the best movie of 2016 there's Nothing that anyone can say to convince me otherwise. I mean, is is there uh, an argument against this movie as the greatest of all time, even?
0: I can't say I've ever seen either of the other
3: triple X. Did you say it it
1: comes out? Did you say it's the best movie of 2016? Yeah, doesn't it come out in 2016? I don't know. It comes out January 20th.
3: 2017.
1: God damn! It's coming out in Dumpuary. That's dumpuary. not fair. <laughs> That doesn't bode well. A
3: lot of faith riding high on this one, guys. I thought they'd oh, squeeze
1: gosh. it in for Oscar consideration. Wait a second. I'm, I'm I'm looking up the director. This this could tell us a lot. Uh, DJ Caruso. Yeah, DJ Caruso. Who made? Uh, he made. Ooh, no oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. He made uh, Teeny Bop Rear Window. And mm-hmm. oh. Eagle Eye. Oh, Disturbia, Disturbia like is great, man. Well, yeah, he made he made Disturbia and he made Eagle Eye, so he's got the the good LaBeouf things. Uh, he made something called I Am Number Four. I don't know what that is. It's a young uh, adult. Series. Yeah, uh, that's supposed to be terrible. Two thousand. He made the
3: Salt, he made the salt lives. Sea with Val Kilmer. That's pretty good. Oh, geez. oh, yeah, that's not a bad film. Yeah,
4: yeah. 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 Too didn't. That's good man.
3: Didn't deliver that promise, though.
4: So. Oh. This guy seems all right. <laughs> I
1: Too bad he was. Yeah. Faith in this. Hey, 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 hey. He made a movie in 1997 called Cyclops, comma, Baby. I can get behind that.
0: Cyclops, Cyclops baby! Damn! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Love it. It's going to be Cyclops, great. Cyclops, baby. Wow. Exactly. I, I like That's that. That's got movie. a lot of attitude right also, there. Also, anybody who goes by DJ with this guy's hairline is committed to his art. That's all I got to say. <laughs> just aggressively bad hairline. Yeah, <laughs> he really think, needs to just, work on his IMDb realized. picture.
5: <laughs> yeah, I just I just realized actually it's vo- It's a shitty voodoo child cover. Sorry, I think I misidentified that as Purple Haze, mm. and it's a Jimi Hendrix. Something Typical. That shouldn't. It's something that should not be where it is. In
1: you the know what? Mm. DJ
2: Caruso does what he wants.
5: Yeah, I, just, I, I get that sense.
2: <laughs> I just want to add that this may be the dumbest title in the history of cinema. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I I don't know. Something about it just rubs it me in the wrong way. Return it of does, Xander Cage. He's Xander Cage that, and he's returning again. As someone who's never seen a triple X film, it's, it's just like apropos of nothing. It just, it's just the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen like pop did up at a movie theater.
5: Wait, I, they do the same thing with that like perfect. What what was the other? Oh, uh, Pitch Black. Pitch Black. Didn't they yeah, do one? where it's like he returns as well. Like Vin, Vin K, Diesel is all about like just coming back. He's
2: but he never left because the second movie is the Chronicles of Riddick. Mm. Which is, it's all Vin Diesel. Yeah, but then
3: he did Riddick eight years later.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I Vin
3: Diesel. <laughs>
5: a- how, can, how can we miss him if he won't go away? Right. Well, here's <sighs> what
3: happened. I, I think he did the Fast and the Furious, and then he goes to do all these franchise films, like Triple X he did right after Fast and Furious and Riddick. And then they all went nowhere. And now that Fast and Furious is cool again, they're trying to convince that Vin Diesel's cool again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they may have succeeded with the triple X return of Xander Cage training. Yeah, I don't know.
2: He's cool it as fuck. Does, it does look pretty cool in a very 1995 sort of way. <laughs> Wait, guys. I, I have a good idea for a podcast.
1: So in January yeah. when this movie comes out, we all go and see it so we can talk about it. And then we get all four or five of us together if Steve Coleman's in. And in a hat, I put... Th- that would be six. Okay. So six. <laughs> so, yeah, close up. I forgot to count myself. So in a hat, I put uh tr- the original triple x twice the second triple x twice and then two hardcore pornography movies of my choosing <laughs> and then we all draw and some of us get to watch the first Triple X, some of us get to watch the second, and the other people just have to watch porn. Really weird <laughs> porn that I pick.
2: I'm going to would, suggest that, that be... someone else chooses the pornography. <laughs> Why can't I choose the porn? You never let me choose the porn. Uh, yeah, well, see, I, used to, I ver- used to live with you. I used to live with you.
5: How would this be different from a certain segment of our podcast anyway?
1: That's true.
3: Well, then what we do is we describe the plot of what we watched and then try to guess who got what. <laughs> yeah, that's fair
5: that's fair yeah. also it's, it's based on this trailer i mean it, it just have that whole like guns girls and standard cage line yeah. it, and they just do an awkward pan up on some lady in a bikini because apparently no one's ever seen that before that's pretty <laughs> radical
2: well cuff, if you agree to choose bmx themed pornography then perhaps we're <laughs> onto to something i would say is is there triple x themed pornography Triple, F- yes, all all pornography. No, but I mean, like, is there is there
1: like an official like Xander Cage
2: porn with like fake Vin Diesel? I feel like ninety percent of male porn stars. I feel like ninety percent of male porn stars are fake Vin Diesel. Do, do you think they? But do they? But did they fuck with attitude? Because that's what I'm really super- looking for.
5: It's super difficult to Google this because Triple X porn parody really just comes up with just with every porn parody yeah. that's ever existed.
1: <laughs> literally all the porn parodies. Yeah, that is, I guess that doesn't work. Shit, we're in a real bind here, guys.
2: <laughs> I don't it's know if we need a research department. Let's see, know, there's, a, I, there's so many things that could not eliminate anything. Uh, porn stars who look like Vin Diesel. Triple X uh, <laughs> parodies. Uh, this is oh, this wait. is why this, we need an intern. Has
5: got us <laughs>
2: Stuff we need to turn in
5: places it shouldn't happen. I mean, it's still porn.
3: Hey, there's a, there's a porn star named Shane Diesel. Oh. He looks <laughs> like Vin Diesel. There you
2: go. He'll drive that truck right to your like G D- D- spot. He's <laughs> named Shane Diesel. The only thing that distinguishes Vin Diesel from a porn star, it, he must have a small dick or he'd be in the industry.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, we all would. Come
1: on. <laughs> it's true.
2: All right. Is, is, that, is that our trailer roundup? Do we hit everything? We did, although we never even yeah. introduced the trailer. Browned up, we just fucking jumped. <laughs> we right jumped in. into it, but yeah, I, I guess we were attempting to simulate the experience of, of going to see uh, the world's worst summer uh,
1: film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, Myro's real talk. When was the last time you saw a movie this bad?
2: Oh God! <laughs> what jumps to mind? Uh, yeah, roller roller gator.
1: Roller gator is out there. <laughs> there he is.
2: Oh, I, this, have, I think this is the worst film I've seen since Rollergate. Wait, speaking that's of, funny, any,
4: I think it's the worst film I've seen since Rollerball.
2: <laughs> the I, remake I, uh, or the
4: original. Yeah, you know, the remake.
2: Uh, the uh, Rollerball like, is better than this. Come on, Rollerball. Rollerball is
4: a better film than this, right?
2: I, I would uh, say
4: I there's like a night vision scene that lasts like six minutes with LL well, Cool day.
2: Wow. Well. Yeah, but this movie lasts like a
4: thousand minutes. <laughs>
1: it's actually it's 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 fifty hours long.
2: I could never I could not tell you the length of this movie. It felt interminable.
1: <laughs> I, be- I believe it's just
5: it's like two hours two minutes if I remember correctly. And I'm really proud of myself because I did not actually check my watch until one hour and thirty minutes in. So
0: <laughs> that's not bad.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know we, what this. We word. mentioned that
2: we're talking about suicide.
1: Oh squad. yeah, we're ta- we're definitely talking about Suicide Squad. I mean, I think the timing kind of gives that away. I don't know. For me, I would say Roller Gator is a strong contender. By the way, uh, Jack, your new homework is find a
2: copy of the movie Roller Gator starring Joe Estevez, watch it, and then write an article about it. Uh, cuz i, yeah, I, I yeah, think it'll... Jack you might be intrigued because it's from the director of Hell Comes to Frogtown yep. but it's oh, also yeah. the worst thing that's ever existed it's... apparently
5: it also goes by the name Girls from Another World which is even more intriguing
2: which is weird cuz
1: it's like a kids movie so they probably shouldn't sexify the title that doesn't make any sense
2: does it even have girls from another world in the film no. i don't remember is like uh uh like a stuffed animal and a child like rolling down the LA viaduct for like yeah. Minutes.
1: <laughs> it's it's got it's got like ah girl and she's from like Long Beach or something. Like <laughs> I don't think that's the world. <laughs> it's a pretty oh, wait, Actually, sexy. you know,
5: I, I may I may be wrong about this actually because I believe what IMDB has done based on the absolute, absolute quality of this is that the poster for Roller Gator is actually for a four movie collection
0: called
5: <laughs> <Roller> <laughs> world, which features Roller Gator as one of four
2: movies. Wow, perhaps you should, you should the, buy that and watch titular- all four. <laughs> Perhaps the titular Roller Gator is of uh, female gender. We wouldn't know. They didn't play so strongly into gender stereotypes as David Ayer's up to Suicide kind, Squad.
5: I'm going to be kind. I think Suicide Squad is genuine, Is the only kind. In, in a way, it's the second worst movie I've seen this, of 2016. What's the worst? Um. And the worst movie, and in a way, we could argue both ways, because honestly, Suicide Squad had a hell of a lot more money, so really it is a bigger failure. But uh, The Veil, starring Jessica Alba, which was released direct to Netflix, uh, that's a very, very difficult film to sit
1: through. Is that a rom-com? It's
5: basically, it, no, it it is basically black and white Blair Witch um it's like they desaturated the color so much that it's actually in black and white and it's just basically it's a jonestown massacre but with psychic powers um and the like the the only upside of the entire film is that the guy who plays the punisher uh what, what's his name i can't remember Thomas Thomas There's
1: Thomas three of them.
5: James, he does a pretty he does a pretty good um like jim jones impression impression for the film and that's He's the best part in the movie, doing a Jim Jones impersonation, and the rest of the film is absolutely painfully bad. Found footage, fucking bullshit, just generic <laughs> horror movie. It's yeah. it's arguably worse, but at the same time, I, do, I don't know how much it costs to make, but it probably costs as much as the soundtrack to Suicide Squad. It probably costs less than the soundtrack to Suicide oh,
2: Squad. God. <laughs> I'm going to need to see this film, because I, I, having seen The Neon Demon earlier this year, I was... Absolutely convinced that nothing could top it for my least favorite film of the year, and Suicide Squad uh, somehow managed. It is yeah. just so abysmal. It's an overachiever. It's I would it say really
1: is. it's probably the worst thing I've seen since the Texas Chainsaw 3D remake that came out like two years ago. That's oh, that's the yeah. or three years ago. I don't even know when the fuck it was. It, it's it's bad, and the difference is, I guess, with Texas Chainsaw, I had absolutely no hope that it would be okay. And it was bad, but it was bad in I'm a bad horror movie kind of way. Whereas this was just like new levels of bad. It's like an onion, and when you peel back the layers, like a a swarm of locusts comes out and just eats your fucking face.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So like the most abrasive thing I can remember seeing. Yeah. It's like, it, it reminds me of The Watchmen in a certain way, but The Watchmen isn't this bad. But it's like, if The Watchmen was, like, if, like, Zack Snyder was blind, he would have made this. Like, they, it would be basically this version of the it, It's
5: fascinating, because, I mean, I don't normally go and, like, I'm pretty bad at going to these movies in theater, and this got such an absolute, just scathing, universal condemnation from pretty much every film critic out there. And I was like, how how bad can it be? I mean, really, I'm kind of interested to see this. And sat down at the theater, and within the first ten minutes, I... Knew I was. It was going to be as bad as everyone said it was. It really it nails its colors to the mass right on the from the get
4: go. Oh God,
0: yeah,
4: yeah. It's just so terrible. Um, I don't remember like the worst part. I think like the part where I just couldn't stop laughing is when Seven Nation Army starts up. <laughs> oh, over an
5: army. There's an army on the screen. It's Seven Nation Army. Particular army. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I
1: think this is actually this is a good start. Let's let's use this as our jumping off point. This soundtrack is fucking asinine. It is the worst use of music I have ever experienced in a movie. Ever. Yeah. So, oh, there's an army on screen. Here's Seven Nation Army. Oh, there's an Australian guy who steals jewels on screen. Let's play Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by
2: ACDC. They should have probably played Mm -hmm. Men at Work, I think. Hmm. Sympathy for the Devil
5: plays over a bad character that we should have sympathy for, mm-hmm. I guess. It's, yeah, it's a helpful, helpful tool for people who are not in the habit of ever watching films.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. So.
3: When Harley Quinn's pole dancing, and they play Super Freak. God. What else? There's there's so much music that costs a lot of money in this.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, House it, of the Rising Sun. Yeah. yeah.
5: And they play Down in the Bayou for... Oh, for the, they play...
4: They play, like, uh, I Am a God, I think, on y- from Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. Black skinhead. Black skinhead, skinhead, when yeah. a yeah.
5: black
3: actor is shooting at a shooting range.
5: <laughs> well, the superpower of shooting really good. Which, and fun, for, and
2: uh, which is one very, of the most useful superpowers in, in said It's
5: film. almost as good as that guy superpower superpowers being able to climb anything. I'm beginning to see why <laughs> fucking Marvel kind of were winning at this. <laughs> I'm not... Like, the DC superpowers are just... God, they're kind of shitty, to be honest. I'm like, I'm, I'm saying this as a, a non-comic book fan sitting in the cinema, and like, okay, cater to me just a little bit. You're so you want to bring in people who you know aren't familiar with this, and I'm literally, I'm sure, here's a man who shoots guns really well. That's a superpower. Person who can climb anything in quotes, and he doesn't even spend much time in the movie. And then just the rest of them are like, one guy, he's just he's he's big and strong, and Harley Quinn is just she's smiles a lot and she hits people with a baseball bat that's apparently a superpower Mm -hmm. it's like it's just this is a ragtag group of people i don't give a shit about they're
1: useless they're entirely useless i mean i'm trying to figure out not only uh, like uh, uh, so jai courtney uh, boomerang what the fuck does boomerang (laughs) even do why is he here he robs banks Uh, uh, uh steve it's Captain Boomerang. Oh, my my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, I'm
5: he, sorry. He, he didn't spend so much time in the Boomerang Army to just be
1: <laughs> Mr. Boomerang. <laughs> what about, wait, okay, and, and I was talking to Myros about this uh, earlier because as soon as he got out of the theater, he called me uh, basically in tears. <laughs> why why is Killer Croc in jail? I, I mean, I know because I've read a few comic books in my day. I watched the Batman animated series. I understand that Killer Croc is kind of a dick, but... In, in the context of the movie where Viola Davis is just like, yeah, he lived in the sewers and then Batman chased him away, but then he came back and now he's here. What the fuck did he do? He's just—he's a fucking lizard guy. That's it. Other <laughs> yeah, than no, literally, he—the a... the crime of being a crocodile has landed him. I in I
5: think jail. he got locked up for being a negative black stereotype. Possibly. <laughs> God, his,
2: his, I, I was. You know, why I was is he black? All of a sudden. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and I, look, I
5: don't know that he is, but the movie makes it kind of clear that he is, and yeah, that's
4: kind his of his quips. His quips were like the most. Like just terrible thing, I was telling my girlfriend after that like it was bas it was like the equivalent to like in movies with dogs that aren't talking but they like scan to them during like certain moments, and the dog goes hmm? <laughs> yeah, it was like they, you know, they were clearly trying to do the Drax the
2: Destroyer type thing with uh from Guardians of the Galaxy, but just everything he said was just such a thud. It was like what, yeah, yeah.
4: what yeah. the fuck? I I mean, I yeah. What movie. was his line? He was like, "I, uh, who, I'm handsome," or something I, like that. I'm yeah, beautiful. beautiful. yeah (laughs) Yeah, he basically talks Um, like uh all those like
1: racist cartoons from the 1940s that they banned like that's what he sounds like
5: (laughs) yeah i mean and again the whole movie i mean it's supposed to center on making these guys interesting and vital and the movie has to just go so far out of its way to make any of them relevant i mean they have to put in an underwater bit just so killer croc has to do anything and then you've got cab and boomerang and deadshot who basically have the exact same superpower, which is that they just they can hit things with projectiles easily. Mm.
2: Well, and that's why, two of them. yeah, that's why. I mean, I I said like I was kind of yearning for a Guy Ritchie film because at least he knows how to make this sort of thing. Like you, you have these sort of heist caper team up films because I, I don't. There's like a job where everyone has a utility. And that is not the case in Suicide Squad at all. I mean, it's it's almost the least of the film's problems, <laughs> but none of these characters have any utility. It, it could just be uh mr ghetto fire guy and uh, deadshot and <laughs> mr
1: ghetto fire guy <laughs>
2: yeah I mean, a, I, uh, and there's there's no one else they even need for the entire I, thing yeah, I, there was I no purpose for anyone
5: yeah you're right i mean the, they open with the enchantress is the first one they they reveal the first kind of villain and she basically is shown that she can basically uh, hold time and space at her behest she can just do whatever she wants and, Man. I mean, I get the feeling if you can control her, which they can't, spoiler alert, shes turns out to be the main villain. But, um, you know, if you can control her, you don't need any of the other people at all.
4: No, none of, I, none I of these, none of these for, guys make any sense. I felt bad for uh, Cara Delevingne in that role, too, because it, it's just, like, thankless and doesn't <laughs> offer her anything. Yeah, most she of the she's l- just gyrating in front of that portal yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah she just has to look constipated in front of special effects for the whole movie and she does this like awkward pp dance for the last <laughs> <four minutes.
2: laughs> well uh it hurt i i feel like 90 yeah. percent of that was just an entirely cgi creation so yeah. she probably didn't even have to do that uh, well okay uh, she just so a paycheck for doing nothing
3: speaking of cgi incubus looks like he just came out of the mummy returns oh
2: god that guy is horrible and and also like literally the shittiest villain i don't so even know who the fuck that is so that's
1: the
3: that's he's her incubus brother a giant hulking henchman that destroys everything
2: yeah oh, and, and, and his... I'm, I'm glad they introduced him as incubus at no point in the entire <laughs> film yeah,
3: they never mentioned him by name i had no idea
5: that yeah. who that was either. i
2: thought he was just called brother <laughs> they, were still, they were too busy giving everyone
3: else three separate introductions. This movie has 28 opening scenes.
2: Why, yeah, why didn't... That's the thing, Jack. You said it opened with Enchantress. No, it didn't. It opened with uh, a fucking oh, Deadshot and then Harley oh, Quinn. And then sorry, it, cut, yeah, it I, cut to an unrelated thing and then reintroduced
4: Deadshot and Harley Quinn. And a few right, other I members guess. of the Suicide I Squad, but that. not all Just, it does Don't start think, over and over. Yeah. It's, it Do you is, think that they're saving like uh, the Jared Leto's Joker for like an, a film of his own or something? We haven't even gotten to the
3: Joker yet. That's how bad. Yeah, this is. We we can't we yeah, can't no, even I, get there yet. We have other things to discuss. We'll get
2: to yeah. we'll get to the fucking Joker. Let's uh, just say Jared Leto's Joker is a problem, but it is it just doesn't even register. It's yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, it's I, fine I, compared I, to the rest of this
5: monster. The chief problem, I mean, starting out with the film, if you want to put some context on it, I think like, my chief problem with the film is that it's okay. It's a, a ragtag band of misfits who are like on the wrong side of the law who have to do a mission to kind of under under duress. They don't want to do it, but they have to. And the problem with the film is that none of the characters interact in a particularly interesting way, and their own kind of inclinations that drive them through the story make no sense. They're not really bad guys through most of the film, even though they're, they spend the first 30 minutes telling us how bad all of them are deadshot loves his daughter he kills people for money but he doesn't kill women or children his his daughter knows he kills people but is fine with it pretty much she's just kind of like that's cool it's just like when you shoot people right dad and he's like yeah it's just like that it's you know uh, Harley harlequin who's supposed to be you know a deranged psychopath she's basically just a ditzy girl who you know is kind of a little bit unpredictable like, there, there's no reason they, at the end of the movie, they just pretty much fulfill the mission just because they might as well. Like, there's no turn dramatically, there's no direction dramatically for this entire film to mm-hmm. validate. Get Like, its it doesn't move from A to B. It is dragged from A to B through a series of kind of just scenes that open that pretty much just kind of skip right to, like, okay, I guess we'll just do the mission now. It's like, well, why? The
1: other just thing can't. that you have to consider, too, is the movie doesn't do a particularly good job of... One, establishing why these are like your ultimate choices for the Suicide Squad. And the other thing that they don't really establish is why we need the Suicide Squad in the first place. So when they're going through this whole, you know, 20 different openings for a movie, which, by the way, this entire movie feels like a a two-hour-long trailer. uh, They're going through and they're showing these little mini vignettes introducing each character, whatever, And each time they show a character, the character is apprehended by Batman or The Flash. So this says to me, yes, Superman is dead in the DC Universe. However, we have other superheroes. So why in God's name do you have to get these, like, D-list villains and enlist them to fight the, the magical super witch? It, it doesn't Especially make any when sense. They don't do anything in the movie. Yeah, they literally don't yeah. do anything. They don't have any powers. They can't do anything. I, I'd take the Flash and Batman over these fucking Jokers any day.
2: Uh, yeah, literally. Well, over the Joker. Yeah, that yeah. I, literally. That, I don't Joker. even know that. that there's just that. Again, none of this is introduced. Not not in this film, but in the greater DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. There, there are no characters with superpowers outside of Superman. I mean, Batman versus Superman hand-waved at it a bit, but it was like made clear that it was not public knowledge. There are no characters with superpowers beyond the alien Superman that's that's kind of shifted the world's focus and, and viewpoint. Flash does not exist. No. Flash is, it, it, like Lex Luthor has found out about Flash's existence, but no one else is at all aware of Flash's existence, or any super-powered humans at all. And then this film's just like, hey, look, a super-witch and a bunch of guys with crazy powers. That, yeah. It's like yeah, there's no gravity them. to that introduction at yeah. all. It's just they, like, they, yeah, they here's the... the thing.
5: It's true, and she, Viola Davis, who, like, assembles the Suicide Squad, her character, I mean, she she terms them, what is it, met, <clears throat> meta-humans, which is, like, their term for, like, the next generation of, of like people who are not quite entirely human but like how is harley quinn metahuman like her origin story she jumps into some chemicals at one point but they don't like that mean is joker meta-human?
2: yeah like, i, I feel just, as if sad. i feel as if virtually no characters in the film are metahuman i mean captain boomerang certainly is not harley <laughs> quinn is not i would say deadshot is not i would even say killer croc is not it is. Uh, you have yeah. uh, the fire guy and the witch. Pyro. That's about it. Johnny Mr. Storm. Fire, we got the fire and we got the witch.
1: That's about
5: yeah. it. Se- seems fair to me.
4: All right. But, so, okay. and speaking of uh, Viola Davis, I think this movie one of its greatest achievements is making her look bad, like making one of our best actors look pretty. Yeah.
5: She. Like she really awful. is. Yeah. She gets dre- her character makes like because it's also model. I mean, there's she's just a horrible character, and as much as you can play sympathy for the devil on it, she like there's no reason to back her at all. She's just a
2: shitty person who's very mm-hmm. poor at planning. I and mean, her power dangerous.
4: her power move is holding up a phone with a screen on.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 and that. like halfway through the film, she just like kills ten FBI agents yeah. by shooting them in the head. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah, murdering a that? bunch of government because they didn't have security dangerous.
5: clearance. It's like, and she just shoots them, and and the, bo- the what is the colonel flag? Who's the army guy who's holding them all together? He, you know, who, who's kind of manning the mission? So, it's like, oh, he shrugs his shoulders. It's like, cool, and he's fine with cussing out these these villains. But his boss just murdered a bunch of innocent people because they lack clearance for her mission or something.
2: Yeah, it's why were like, they it's, on it's, said mission? Why the fuck would they be on said mission if they didn't have clearance?
5: A great uh, question. They don't answer
0: that anywhere.
2: Also, why yeah. was Viola Davis in this like epicenter of this event? And yeah, none of it, nothing is thought through. Nothing makes any sense. Nope. Uh, th- this yeah. is a nightmare of a film. It's really <laughs> I mean, bad.
5: The issue, the issue that would seem to be at the heart of this is that the film was going to be darker originally. I mean, that was that was the intent. It was going to possibly even go for an R rating. And then when Batman versus Superman got Incredibly negative reviews theatrically. They decided they would tone it down. They brought it in for reshoots. Uh, the Joker Harlequin thing, which really, as far as I can tell from all the media I'm seeing online, that was what a lot of fans were showing up for was for the Joker and Harlequin. They were because they're by far and away the best known characters out of this film. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is Adam says D list or or below. So like people were showing up for them, and they trimmed out a lot of those because those were more edgy scenes i guess they weren't pg-13 appropriate and they just kind of put in more jokes and took out presumably a lot of content that made the film make sense i hope i don't know that's maybe given the benefit of the doubt so yeah the movie hits very uneven it's got these bad throwaway jokes it's not gritty or edgy it's just kind of awkward and just staccato and just jumps kind of over it like it jumps over its story it doesn't tell the story it just kind of like pulls it along and just shows up here and there kind of like it gets stuff done so it can have more punching scenes
2: (laughs) yeah it has it has no story it's just like a witch turns people into sea cucumbers and then harley quinn hits him with a bat it it, uh, there is no story to this film it it's the sort of film that should exist like 10 years from now after they've made like six to seven superhero films and they just like pulled the rogues gallery together and threw them in a movie and said, Hey, isn't this fun? And then they didn't have to tell all their respective stories and cram it into one film. Not that they even really bothered to effectively tell anyone's story, but, uh, you know, at least they had to hand wave at that and and waste at least 20 to 30 minutes of runtime. And and, and and just as, as like to kind of put that into
1: context, can you imagine if, the third movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that'd be insane, right? Oh, and that's yeah. what this is. I mean, we have we have Superman that's, and then we have the, Batman, but not and Superman. <laughs> Guardians of the
2: Galaxy quite to that extent. But no, but but, I, I would... but,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like if, yeah. if, if they if they threw in like if, if the first if you had Iron Man and then you had whatever the fuck came after Iron Man and then all Incredible of a sudden Hulk. yeah so you had Iron Man Hulk and then you're like Guardians of the Galaxy like that would make any sense at all. So even though I like Guardians of the Galaxy, it doesn't matter because contextually, like it makes sense and it's fine because w- I, P- Guardians of the Galaxy is enjoyable because it sort of riffs on what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, and we're already comfortable with those types of movies. Whereas Suicide Squad, how is this the third fucking movie that you make in the DC Cinematic Universe? It's insane. It's
2: nonsense, and it's even worse than than it would be using Guardians of the Galaxy in that sense, because these are supposed to be almost established villains. Like, yeah. To me, it would work best if you were using villains you'd featured in other properties prior. And A, you establish the existence of such super-powered individuals, and, and B you are already acquainted with these characters and the atrocities they can commit as opposed to this where you're just kind of dropped in and every every single backstory is like, hey, they're not such a bad guy after all. They, they just wanted to help their family and get ahead. And <laughs> it's just like, wait. What the fuck is the point? These are supposed to be villains to begin with. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. They're not established as villains. They're just like, hey, let's try and make them sympathetic characters. Yeah,
5: but I mean, they're, I they're established, the honestly. Yeah, they're established, honestly. I don't know if anyone else played the video game Borderlands, which is like a just a shoot 'em up, cartoony, goofy game. Oh yeah, and they literally, sure. yeah, they all of the all the villains are established, like. Uh, borderlands does for its captains with like a goofy caption on screen and like a slow motion kind of close-up of them doing something badass and like in the game it works because the game is clearly a stupid game that you know is just having a bit of fun but they do it constantly over and over again with each of these guys with like ridiculous on-screen captions about how deadshot can shoot not just one type of gun but all of the types of guns
1: yeah i shoot I, all the that... guns
5: <laughs> like that makes it any more like amazing.
1: We're watching yeah, Rick
3: can Flagg find is
4: the trigger on any gun.
3: When Rick Flagg's introduced, it says he like golfs with a three handicap or something.
4: Yeah, that's a joke. That's yeah. funny.
3: Mm, <laughs> that's hilarious. Look <laughs> at uh, Rick Flagg. Doesn't Joel uh, uh, Kinnaman look like a crack addict? He really yeah. does.
1: I
2: God, his character is just ugh, ugh. Yeah, we we didn't mention uh, Charlie Hunnam when we were talking about King Arthur, but I just kind of wish that uh, Kinnaman and Charlie Hunnam got in like a death match and and they both lost. Because fuck, fuck these guys, these white idiots. Yeah, Uh, they they suck in everything and they bring down every property they've ever been a part of. (laughs) That's fair. Well, Jake, why don't you? I, I
1: think I think. You know, before we wrap up our discussion of of Suicide Squad, we we do need to touch on the Joker. Explain the Joker in this movie to me.
3: So the Joker is imagined here as a uh, Scarface drug dealer gangster pimp um, who is heavily Uh tattooed and wears a metal grill in his mouth. And uh, he breaks out of the Arkham Asylum and um, gives Harley Quinn electroshock therapy so now she's on his side, and he freely pimps her out to other drug dealers and criminals. And so much publicity was made about Jared Leto's performance before the uh, movie came out. And then when he, the movie comes out, he's hardly in it. He's, yeah. I would say he has less than 10 minutes of screen time. Well, and, and, and that, like, that's the best part. Like, it's merciful. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> he's, he's, it gives the worst performance in a terrible film um and it just makes all the things that we heard he did behind the scenes more kind of upsetting because i mean to what end like we, there's all these press release stories of him he mailed like dildos and used condoms and like a dead pig to members of the crew just so because to stay in character yeah. and <laughs> and he, he's, he's insufferable. I know, and, and, it,
1: and, and basically, with the amount of screen time that he actually has, I mean, he might as well be an extra playing male farmer number four. And the fact that yeah, he's doing all this shit to people that he's working with, fuck, fuck him, seriously, fuck here's, him.
4: Here's how the movie he's should have he's gone. He's not frightening at all, or like a fan. no. Oh
1: god, he's,
3: no. He's over the top and annoying. <laughs> here's how the movie should have gone. I think that because there was no real in all the previews there was no real indication as to who the villain was i think the villain should have been the joker um but not this joker and then the suicide squad would have been going in to stop the joker not a bunch of humans trying to stop a
2: god yeah i I think that probably would have worked a little bit better well they did stop the god with like a landmine
4: they're like (laughs) yeah i was was like like,
2: man you think Here's their plan would have been like, hey, drop a bomb on them, rather than fucking
4: send in a squad of idiots. We, uh, we didn't talk about Margot Robbie at all, and I guess I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say, but I thought she was completely insufferable. Not only was her character like t- poorly written, but I couldn't stand her acting. I couldn't stand her accent. I just, like, her I, she had,
5: I mean, she had nothing to work with. And, I mean, most of the film, honestly, it's, like, it's her and a pair of hot pants walking around. Right. Like, I, no. I, I really, I don't think Margot Robbie has anything to be ashamed of here. I think she honestly, no. No. I think she did the best with what was given to her. But there is
4: nothing for her to work with here. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't stand, like, I, don't, I, I couldn't stand the whole thing. She, um, I, mean, I mean, she like took her her shit character.
1: and made a shit sandwich. That's about the best you can ask from it. I, th- I think at least she stood out. With a horrible script that was actively working against her and a camera that just could not help but like just yeah, drop I mean, down and leer at her ass. Yeah, she stood <laughs> yeah. out, but
5: I mean at the same time she's clearly the sexy content in the movie. I mean the movie shoots her with this kind of fetishist. Yeah. I mean it's but right. like, the whole movie is pretty much just like a, a horny kind of teen rant. I mean that the Joker is almost envisioned as a like he's he's like an what an edgy teenager who's really out of touch with everything might come up with. I guess I guess what a studio executive would imagine an edgy teenager might come up with is what
1: yeah. what he is. An edgy you teenager
2: I... or someone who starts a band like Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of with Sean in that I I kind of resent the narrative that Margot Robbie's uh, performance is like better than the film and she deserves better. And it's well, a I don't. I don't... Yeah, no, it's a, she, it's exactly what the role is in the role she signed up for. And it is an empty, vacuous role that is nothing but uh, someone in hot pants. And I, I don't think she elevated it in any way. And I think that narrative is just kind of baseless in a sea of misogyny. This is one of the most misogynist films I've ever seen. <laughs> and why we would focus on that is beyond me with the third act. It's just like a nightmare of misogyny. It, it's just... Over and over yeah. and over again, where, where they. The, Harley Quinn, I guess the most offensive thing to me was that she's painted as this sort of psychopath who falls in with a psychopath and is basically embracing the anarchy involved in that. And when the Enchantress shows all of these characters their greatest fantasy, hers is apparently to be a suburban housewife with two uh, nice kids and a handsome unjokery
4: jared leto it's like what what the oh, fuck? Yeah. have you ever
2: mm-hmm. said in this film that would indicate that
4: i forgot that <laughs> uh the part where where they fall where like it shows the joker like asking her to take plunge into the whatever chemical to make her just like him uh i i told myros because we saw it together um that uh it as it shows like the slow-mo her falling down that they must have mm-hmm. They must have not gotten the rights to the Evanescence song.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I said to Sean, well, that's understandable, considering their music budget must have already exceeded $20 million.
5: (laughs) Yeah, easily. I mean, the soundtrack CD for this is just like, you could just turn on a rock station and you probably hit close enough to home. It's just such a random assemblage of music that's both recognizable, but not particularly just like distinct in like there's no theme running through it at all
3: speaking of sexism isn't it also odd how when slipknot who's a part of the squad but he's not given a proper introduction when he first appears on screen he punches a woman square in the face and says she had a mouth she had a mouth and then then his only other scene is him getting his head blown
2: off yep
5: yeah that's how how you know it's not misogynistic because he died yeah
2: yeah. that's Yeah. yeah He deserved to die, but it was very—it was very surprising for the audience when the only member of the squad to not get an introduction was the one who immediately died. Yeah, that's a good way to coming? really lead us on as an audience, uh, you know, keep us guessing. But um, anyhow, the, the misogyny in the finale was not limited to that dream sequence. My one of my favorite parts was when uh, Will Smith tells uh, Joel Kinnaman, uh that he should go slap his girl on the ass and tell her to cut all this out. And oh, yeah. uh, that would probably avert the crisis. <laughs> <of hands. laughs> that's how you do it.
1: Right. Right? That, that's, that's how you do it. I just, but you, but
3: you know, but you know why they had that, uh, Harley Quinn flash or dream fantasy, right? Because normal is just a setting on a dishwasher.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. We learned that. I learned that from yeah. a Facebook meme that had a picture of a minion on it. And then I learned it from this movie.
4: And then she presses the button on the shirt. Yeah.
1: Uh, God. God damn it.
5: It, it, and it. And it's weird because, I mean, it kind of, as much as it's misogynistic and it's kind of got some. Awkward racist elements too As like the aforementioned yeah. crocodile dude I mean there, there's
2: or And Pyro issues, man yeah. I would say Pyro, and pyro. Oh and Pyro
5: yeah I mean he's a yeah. latino yeah. Gangbacker Latin Yeah fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: Fire shooting a essay and like a Literal fire crown over his <laughs> And fucking yeah. creole but... Jar Jar Binks <laughs>
5: Yeah, as yeah. <laughs> problematic as the film is, I, I even as it has that, the film is incredibly conservative at its core. I mean, it's it's so not transgressive in any meaningful fashion whatsoever. It really like it just feels like it was dreamed up by a bunch of salarymen just kind of throwing stuff together that kids might like. And you know, and it kind of has that embedded kind of like it's an old school almost kind of racism and sexism that's in yeah. there. It's not like, you know, there's it just it feels like this film it's just missing the mark on everything. It. it doesn't even accurately reflect. The audience that it's probably catering towards, you know,
0: yeah. and that
5: that's, struck me as interesting. Like this film doesn't even breathe authentically on that level. I don't like. I don't even know David Ayer, I think he's the Latino elements. I think are he's all of his films. For like End of Watch and Hard yeah. Times and Training Days are all like. I think he just he feels he's really key. Like he's really qualified to portray that world. And I have no idea why he feels that. Maybe he's got a really good reason. I don't know. Listen, I, everyone, I will
1: say. The one thing that I respect about this guy is his greatest achievement in his life is writing Training Day, and he has somehow parlayed that into like a 15 year Hollywood career. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. All he has done since Training Day, I don't even like Training Day, and all he has done since Training Day is make complete and utter dog shit. And yet somehow he is given $150 million to do whatever the fuck he wants all mm-hmm. the time
2: and we're seeing the same with Antoine Fuqua it's just like for some reason training day was a blank check yeah who knew an
1: <laughs> <laughs> <They're> the <laughs> Oscar they're the next yeah. Woody Allens uh, okay
2: this, so this movie is such a I just, I just want to say I don't care if it's written PG-13 it's nothing I, I'd ever want any potential children of mine to ever see uh, mind <laughs> you I wouldn't want any friends or family of any sort to ever see this fucking film I I, can I,
5: imagine I agree with you on that because PG stands for parental guidance. I don't think any parent would want to have to sit through this <laughs> movie themselves.
3: God. Here, here's the thing. I, this movie is like one of the few films I've ever seen that is just a complete and total failure on every level. And yet it manages to have a um, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, which means about one in every four people like it. But I cannot glean anything. Anything that I can like from this movie? Can anyone else hear? Is there anything that anybody liked?
4: No, I mean, there's no redeeming quality whatsoever.
3: They're really, even exactly. as an
5: action film, even even as just an assembly of action sequences, the action sequences are and, completely without interest or style, or they're not well put give,
4: together. It doesn't even it, give like so say say you know they're touting like Jared Leto as like sort of this like method actor who did all this stuff like it doesn't even give him time to it doesn't give the audience time to like ingest whatever he's doing
2: mm-hmm. well yeah. another thing is, is that it was like painfully lazy like there was yeah. zero attention to detail in the film there's like a point where Kinneman like throws out a bunch of letters to will smith and is like hey man <laughs> your daughter writes you every day Turns out she's writing you a letter every day, and there's like six letters tied together with a rubber (laughs) band. I'm like, I'm like, well, uh, apparently, Will Smith was imprisoned one week ago. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> I mean, yeah it's really awkward I mean he goes he, he arranges for a visit with his daughter later on and they're doing math and she they're talking about the hypotenuse of a triangle and she wrangles that shooting reference and he smiles like oh she's interested in what daddy does for a living it's like so wait what yeah like, you know oh dad shoots people for a living <laughs> for money
3: how about where they all go into the bar and Rick Flagg disables their explosives and says you're free, and then Boomerang runs out yeah. the back door. And then the next <laughs> yeah. slow motion montage, he just walks he's up and joins them he's again. He's just
2: fucking yeah. standing there. Why? He doesn't play any role in the finale. Couldn't he just not be there?
5: It's true, and I mean, it goes back to, this is just, this like, they said in the run-up, I think when the studio was doing damage control, they issued, like, this movie was made for the fans, which really just is to say, (laughs) we don't know, we don't know why we made this movie, I think the code is that. Is that why
3: there's that fleeting shot of Harley Quinn in that uh, animated series Jester outfit? which mm-hmm. looks like they're doing dress rehearsal footage. Oh yeah, I guarantee that was part of the reshoots. Yeah.
1: I I would bet my fucking life that that was yeah, part of the reshoots. Yeah.
5: Absolutely. And th- and that's the thing this movie is just it's so messy that even you know set the bar as low as you want like we're saying it's just it's not getting anything right it looks like it was it yeah. looks like it was put together it was bad and then they fucked it up worse because they were afraid of what people would say about what they originally had jack you well, know like, in
2: movies you could like criticize as being for the fans like you could look at like Zack snyder's watchman and say oh he was too faithful to source material you know it just didn't work in in the film sense and even it's anima- right yeah it's admirable that they tried but this movie is not for anyone this movie is cancer <laughs> basically <laughs> well you know
1: you, you guys are missing an important point poster there yeah. is a redeemable quality to suicide squad and that is the joker's laugh sounds like louis anderson and i love that <laughs> i think that's great so what i'm gonna ask you guys to do we gotta wrap this up uh i want you to put something over and before you put something over you got to give me your best joker laugh so Myros, you're going first do I have to do
2: Jared Leto's?
1: <laughs> no, no, j- just, just you could channel your inner Myros if you want to. You don't have to do Jared Leto's. Uh, ah, ah, ah. ah, ah <laughs> That's ah, the best ah, ah, you have. I'm sorry. You gotta get I'm that sorry. Louis Anderson
2: draw. Ah! You sound <laughs> like the su- penguin from Batman <laughs> <I'm> Returns. <or> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was stuck on Jared Leto. Uh, I couldn't do anything but Jared Leto. Uh, what? I'm supposed to put something over now? Yeah. Uh what I'm going to put over. over I'm gonna put over literally anything other than <laughs> Well, how about Black Tar heroin? You should put that over. Please just watch something else, anything else. <laughs> I don't care what. Everything is a preferable media choice to this. Uh, Alright, you're putting over literally everything that isn't Suicide Squad. <laughs> that's that's okay. admirable. That everything. doesn't leave a
5: lot for everyone else.
1: Alright, everybody go home and watch the Sinful Dwarf. Uh Jack, what are you putting over?
5: <laughs> um, I, You know, I'm going to put over what I'm looking forward to getting, which is uh, the female prisoner scorpion box set that's coming from Arrow Ooh. Video, uh, which if anyone, if you've not seen it, they're all better than Suicide Squad. There's four movies in the box. Every one of them is better than Suicide Squad. And I haven't even seen one of the movies yet, but I'm yeah. still just going to say that um really good 70s pulp japanese kind of exploitation films uh strangely probably still kind of less misogynistic than suicide squad we
4: didn't even is... get to the we didn't even get to the uh japanese character Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, there was
5: one of those in there, uh, wasn't there? Actually, yeah. named Katana. Yeah. Katana. yeah, Katana.
4: Yeah, she's she an
1: Asian. Stole, she's an Asian lady with a sword, so they named her Katana.
5: God, uh, and she steals <laughs> souls in her sword, and that's fine. And they don't really make any comment on that later on.
1: Oh, and her entire did. existence is defined by her dead husband. So there's that.
2: Because <laughs> women yeah, can't have agency. <laughs> All the she was, she was imported from the Christopher Nolan. Men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a reporter from Christopher Nolan's Suicide squad.
5: Yeah, I mean that's what we learned from Suicide Squad: is that as a woman, you can beat up as many people as you like, but really you're just doing it because you're unlucky in relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to.
5: That's Jack, powerful your Joker laugh.
1: Yeah, dude, let's hear um,
5: your... um, my, my Joker laugh. Um, I think the film could be massively improved if he did like a um, oh, uh, like a little Pillsbury Doughboy thing, <laughs> and it just like they touch his stomach and it's like Hee-hee! and that would be that would be really thing. <laughs> <amazing. laughs>
1: I, li- yeah, I that's like that. I, I would... that's, yeah, that's I would
5: that. That's what I would do for the, for the movie. If I can do a fan re edit, like just dub over that soundtrack, that's what I would do.
2: <laughs> if I could do a fan re edit, I'd light the entire fucking reel on fire. Yeah, do you guys <laughs> think we
1: could destroy the original negative? Like,
2: that'd be cool. <laughs> I live right near Warner Brothers.
3: Let's do All it. All right, let's do it. Get your <laughs> Molotovs ready, boys. All right, Jake, think- what are
1: you putting over this-, this
3: week? I'm putting over Hell or High Water. It's a film about two brothers played by Chris Pine and Ben Foster who rob banks to screw over the bank chain that um, basically ruined their family financially, mm. and Jeff Bridges is a Texas Ranger that's out to get them, and my god, it's one of the best films I've seen all year, uh, if not in you know a few years. Uh, it's very Cohen esque um, it has a lot of personality, it's, it's beautifully shot and amazingly well-acted, Um, it's expanding into theaters in a few weeks and my God, I love it. I recommend it to everyone. All right. And, um, here is my Joker (laughs)
0: laugh.
2: You know, I feel like I've heard this somewhere. I I come through. Okay. it's yeah,
5: already I... more disturbing than the entirety
2: of Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, there that's you from, go. From uh, I don't know what the hell you watched, Jack. <laughs> I found Suicide Squad quite disturbing at every level. <laughs> Did that come through okay? That was from Predator. Oh, yeah, that, sound,
4: yeah, that no, sounded no, wonderful. No, that
2: worked. It was, it was great. All great. Right.
4: That was fantastic. All right, Sean, uh, what are you putting over this week? Uh, the Suicide Squadron uh, soundtrack. <laughs> ah, yes, the Suicide Group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um... I will put over a mixtape by a hip hop artist called Cousin Stiz S T I Z Z uh, called Monda M O D A. Um, it's free to download, uh, but uh, it's it's super good. Um, it's it's uh, takes uh, some notes from '90s hip hop. Um, if you're wondering what kind of style it is, um, it's super listenable stuff. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm putting over. And then, uh, do you want to hear my Joker laugh?
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear it. <coughs> that was that was really good. Is that is that like method acting for you?
4: Yep, I wow. did that. I love that. I did, uh, yep, that was me. I love it. Uh, All right, <laughs> you also have a, a used condom in the mail. Oh, I knew it. Classic <laughs> Joker, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so. This week I'm putting over
1: a band called Chena, it's spelled C-H-E-E-N-A, and they have a new album out called Spend the Night With, and it's really good, really, really good. Uh, Sounds like, I don't know, like late 70s, like New York Dolls rock and roll, and it's got a slide guitar, it's pretty nice, good stuff. And uh, I got a really great Joker laugh, you guys ready for it? Yeah. All right, here it comes.
2: Great, you nailed it. Got it. Got it. That,
5: that that laugh, that that laughter track matches up perfectly with all of the jokes in the movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, it makes sense yeah. because I actually googled laugh track from King of Queens, and this is what came
3: up. <laughs> Sounds like they borrowed it from Dharma and Greg. Oh God.
2: Can we can we also have, a, have a, the ending joke of Killer Croc, where they're like, "Oh, great, any, anything you want in prison," and he's like. B-E-T. Oh, yeah. Because the movie's not (laughs) racist Uh, enough. Watching a fucking rap video uh, with, uh, you know, booties shaking and whatnot. (laughs) I'm like the 90s, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. B-E-T? Is that a thing anymore? I don't know. I need some Ja Uh, Ja Rule in my prison cell. Oh, this film is terrible. It's. A, it, i'm glad we could all agree on putovers that uh anything but suicide squad is the correct answer yep yep yeah. that's pretty great all right guys uh real quick
1: uh i'm on twitter at steve cuff jake where are you at
3: i'm at jake trapila j-a-k-e-t-r-o-p-i-l-a
1: sean how about you
5: m-r-g-l-i-n-i-s
1: that's mr glennis and jack
5: uh, I'm FPG one zero five,
1: and Maros isn't on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, you I can't contain my rage. No, you can't do it because uh, Maros is a loser and he's not on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I bet I can make all my jokes good. If I hey, if fucking I just David laptop. is probably on the internet, he's also a loser. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's probably at Bad Movie Maker. <laughs> oh <Okay. laughs> God. That's so funny. Okay, uh, yeah, you can follow us at Optimism Vaccine. And hey, make sure you go to OptimismVaccine.com. dot com. We got a bunch of really cool articles coming out. Sean just posted one about Woody Allen, is a great read. You should probably go and read it right now. In addition to guys, that,
5: guys, yeah, I, I just want to say, I'm just because I was thinking David Ayer, he's on Twitter. He on twitter he tweeted uh, on 06 that uh, suicide squad is a fun summer movie with a good heart
4: now it's got so, a good heart yeah view. if your heart was made up <laughs> <of something laughs> like latin right like a- defending the movie he tweeted something in latin that was like i'll die on my knee or no it was something like Pablo yeah. Escobar or something yeah, yeah no he Jesus. quoted
5: um, one of the the middle american yeah uh, communist resistance guys um i can't remember his name it's a Bata, it's a pata wasn't it yeah it's he, yeah he's i'd rather i'd rather die on my feet than than live
3: on my knees
2: about, also oh yeah. sorry go ahead also that's because women belong on their knees
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> he also briefly quoted when uh news broke out a few months ago that they were reshooting parts of suicide squad he says he tweeted something to the defense of, like, guys, please, when the studio loves your film, they ask you, what more can you give us? And it's like a way to defend it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yes, was,
5: I would have said that. That was no <laughs> it's that Like I think he's been shut down. They've just told him that whatever's in the can is done because fuck this. Well,
2: yeah, he, he's, he said that this was his director's cut. He, he thought it was the best cut of the film. Jesus? He's the worst I... fucking director ever. I I would yeah, agree with that. It would I, it would seem so. Real real quick, guys, can
1: can we keep the laugh track? Can we just keep this going? Like, is is this a thing we can have all the time?
4: Wait, what are you talking?
2: <laughs> Do you think you played a laugh track? Because you played dead silence, sir. Oh, I did. Oh, I must. I must. That's awesome. That's even better. <laughs> It's my
5: joke about it matching up with all of the jokes in the movie.
1: Oh, they're... I've been playing a laugh track this entire time. So when you guys listen to the podcast, there's going to be a laugh track. We were convinced or there was not. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's recording that. That's great. Uh, I, I suppose we'll see if it records
2: that. Is or there any way we can just hear hear it? There's a I'll
1: false belief? <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, wait. 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 Give me. Give me a second here. Give me a second. I can figure this out. I can figure this out. All right. I'm gonna figure this out.
2: This, this is, is great for the viewers. You this know? Is, this is this is uh, go to iTunes and uh, rate us a one out of five for the
4: dead silence that we are uh, leaving. Uh, uh, we okay, leaving. Never leaving, leaving. Um, while he's figuring this out, I'll right. plug my, my article um, uh, uh, about Woody Allen, about Cafe Society, which a couple of us saw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I didn't oh, mind it right? as
3: much as I think you did. And uh, I, I felt overall kind of entertaining, but it is, for me, lesser Woody Allen. I would sure that.
2: Well, there is also the point that Steve is uh, presently posting a Suicide Squad themed article about That's things right. he learned. It's real big, man. That's film.
1: right. It was an educational experience for me.
2: It's going to be great. I'm throw uh, up a, uh... He may not have learned how to use a laugh track sound bite on a podcast. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, man, it's showing up. I'll,
3: uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll post my or I'll put my thing out. I'm I'm since there's such a bad soundtrack in Seaside Squad, I'm going to write about some films that made good use of music. So look for that this week as well.
1: This is, you know what, in addition to these great articles we have coming out, I, just, I have got to say the best thing in the world is a laugh track that only you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> that does not exist. <laughs> hey, hey, just wait till you just wait till you listen to this podcast, Package It's gonna be great. All right, so yeah, go on iTunes. <laughs> make sure you rate us, write a review. It helps us out a lot. Make sure you visit OptimismVaccine.com this week. And uh, I guess since we don't have Steve Coleman here, Jake, the last word belongs to you.
3: Gotta kick some ass and look dope while you're doing it.
1: Hello Sean. I'm gonna fucking cut you
4: <laughs> i I'm not doing anything, man. This is a ten seconds of silence here. oh oh, oh, I see you mu- you cut out during that, so I was like where would everyone go? okay <laughs> oh anyway, my God uh, ten seconds okay oh. hey i was i I
1: have detachment issues, so I'm gonna cut you like open from your belly button to your dick hole and just <laughs> climb inside of you.